It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Hey, 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 look at you making it out to the game ball ceremony on a holiday weekend. First and foremost, you are hearing this from Los Angeles. So uh, congratulations. You have found me in my one fleeting moment of vacation sobriety. Uh, But it was a moment to stay sober for because, you know, the game ball is a cherished ritual on the Fox Across America show. And this week it goes to none other than battling Ben Dominich. He is, of course, a Fox News contributor, the publisher of the Transom Newsletter. He has a new Fox Nation special out called Overturning Row. And the reason I gave him the game ball, as you know, this is kind of a goofy show. Abortion isn't exactly comedy gold. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. I've covered a lot of topics in the old comedy clubs. Abortion isn't exactly, you know, the kind of subject matter you kill with. No pun intended. But stick with me. Ben Dominich is as articulate, enlightened and reasonable on the issue of abortion and where he'd like to see this debate go in what the Supreme Court ruling actually constitutes. He is, I consider him to almost be the preeminent person to discuss the subject matter with. And yes, we had a lot of good times doing it because our interviews are always a little loose and stupid because it's the only way we can bridge the gap between his IQ and mine. But the point is, this was such a good listen from the standpoint of the tactful truth told. And in this abortion debate, as everybody protests and yells and screams and calls people murderers and everything in between, it would be really nice if we had a sober moment of truth that we could base this debate on. I do believe Ben Dominich supplied us with one. So listen up. I'm heading back to the bar. This next guest is a huge fan of AOC. I don't know how he's going to spin this one. He is, of course, a Fox News contributor. (laughs) His new special overturning row is on Fox Nation. Ben Dominich is here. Hey, man. You know, uh, AOC is probably, you know, I mean, she, she is probably the best looking of the Democrats, which is a very low bar. Uh, I mean, I don't know. You know, maybe maybe people have like a an Ilhan Omar kind of, you know, thing or something like that. But like, I mean, that's about I'm trying to find some kind of positive thing to say about her. You were She's trying to play along that you were, <laughs> you, you were trying to play along that you were really a friend. Thank you for trying to yeah, dignify yeah, my I mean, joke. No, I'll, I'll, I will say this. Uh if I had to choose between being at a, a dinner table uh, or a bar uh, for 15 minutes with one person, I would definitely choose AOC over Nancy Pelosi. Let's say that, okay? <laughs> That's about the nicest thing I could say about that because I think that AOC, at the end of the day, she would only start screaming at me after 15 minutes, whereas <laughs> Nancy Pelosi might elbow me off of my bar stool within, like, the first 30 seconds like she did to that poor kid. Poor Myra Flores' <laughs> daughter getting checked like oh she's in the God. Stanley Cup finals. What is with her why would she do something like that but you know i mean it's it's just one of these things where you know you're you're dealing with various gradations of how horrible is this going to be so um look i i i have to say when it comes to this like we're going to put abortion clinics on federal land Mm -hmm. kind of thing 
I don't think they've really thought this through. Is their answer really going to be, you know, well, if you want an abortion in the West, just uh, drive to Yellowstone. <laughs> you know, and then we'll take care of you there. I'm telling you, I there's mean, a movie, National Lampoon's <laughs> Abortion Vacation. We're going to have Chevy Chase and the family trucks. Got to get, gotta get to Wally World. <laughs> sorry, so, no, sorry it, folks. Just... Abortion's closed. Moose out front should have told you. <laughs> no, but see, here's the thing. Uh-huh. You know, they – they really did not think this through. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the pro-abortion left really did adopt the perspective that said, uh, you know, this is going to be around forever. We don't really have to worry about this. You know, and even if they got you know, passionate about these various uh, judicial appointments, their attitude really was, we don't need to change anything about our messaging or what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And what America has learned is that, you know what, these, these people seem – pretty whacked out and extreme you know we we don't actually agree with them on this you know and and sure you know we have you know deeply held moral beliefs when it comes to uh you know the young woman who is facing the prospect of bearing the child of of a rapist or or incest or facing you know the the threat to their life if they have serious medical problems Mm -hmm. but that is such a small percentage of abortions Mm -hmm. the fact is 95% 95% of abortions are elective, and that's always been the case. And it's something that they have really never wrestled with as a movement. And instead, they've just adopted this attitude of, uh, you know, shout your abortion. Just yeah. shout it out. Be, be proud of it. You know, there is no moral question there. It's just a clump of cells. And even as technology and everything else showed us that these are babies who can feel actual pain and consequences and everything like that, they never change their rhetoric. And the consequence of that at this moment is that for all of the shrieking of MSNBC and CNN and these lunatics that they put on air who say things that are completely out of touch with reality, Mm -hmm. uh, the American people are looking at this and basically saying, yeah, okay, well, we can decide this for ourselves. And, you know, guess what? Trust the people. Be be confident in the ability of the American people to make decisions for themselves in their states through representative democracy. And guess what? They're going to come to different conclusions. They're going to have different limits. They're going to have uh, different restrictions in place. But here's the thing that we know. Just by removing this from the level of a national policy under Roe, you know, submitted through the Supreme Court – what that has done is it has made people question the morality of this decision mm-hmm. in ways that I think are going to eradicate basically a huge number of abortions that would still be legally allowed in most states. Yep. Because I think people are looking at this and saying, you know what, if this is not actually something we all agree on, maybe I should consider the consequences of my actions. That's a really great point. We're talking to Ben Dominich. His new special, Overturning Roe, is on Fox Nation right now. It is there right now. Well, I think that's the biggest challenge for the left is the lie they've told about what the overturning of Roe constitutes has put them in an Mm -hmm. untenable position politically because they're out there telling people things they know not to be true. Abortion wasn't just criminalized. And if you live in a blue state, it's not going anywhere. And that's what's so fascinating is all of these protests are taking place in states that aren't going to have an issue, you know? They're blocking traffic in Los Angeles. (laughs) It's like, like, what's wrong with you? Nothing's changing there. This is your side. They might just, like, give out abortion 
ocean like it's gummy yeah, bears. You're starting <laughs> a yeah. You're, you're starting a Yankee suck chant in the Bronx. Like no, no. <laughs> this, this is your team. No, it's 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 just uh, Jimmy. It's just absurd, and it reveals how much this whole thing and everything around it has been uh, advocated for through a a portion of fiction, mm-hmm. where they basically said. Getting rid of Roe means abortion is going to be banned and we become Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. And the reaction, of course, is is no, that's not true. That's mm-hmm. not going to happen. Uh, you know, they have to bring all these other things in. Oh, we, you're going to put uh, women who have miscarriages in jail. Guess what? My wife has had two miscarriages. She's been very public about that. Mm-hmm. You know, that is not something that is going to happen. You yeah. are lying to us. Yes. Okay. And so, and so the idea that we would go through this whole process and have, uh, you know, a result that is going to be some kind of Taliban-esque reality is just not true. It never was. Instead. This is a decision that has faith in democracy, the ability of people to make determinations for themselves, the ability of states to have different levels in terms of their reaction to this. And guess what? That's what most of the world is like. We should embrace that. We should understand it. And for pro-lifers like me, we should start being able to make the argument that says, look, I know that you have a limit that's at 15 weeks or 12 weeks or what have you. Mm -hmm. Maybe think about why is a child a child at this week and not at the previous week? Yeah. Why is a child when, you know, it's at this level of formation and not this previous level of formation? And then we can have an argument. We can have an argument within America about, like, when do we consider these lives to be precious and protected, deserving of rights under the law, or do we consider them to be something that can be disposed of. And from my perspective, that's an argument that I am eager for, and it took getting rid of Roe to be able to have that argument, which we should have been having all along, except for the short circuit of the last 50 years that took this decision away from the people and turned it into something that was a national policy. And that, you know what that's so so fascinating is they because they keep saying, you know, this is the death of democracy. It's actually the birth of democracy on this issue. You know, that, uh, Wanda Sykes, I mean, what yeah. an idiot. You know, it's just <laughs> like, you know, they're, they're getting rid of democracy. What? You, you literally just had this restored to being something that a democratic system could decide. Yeah. You have no idea what you're talking about. And this is the thing that, that uh, you know, I mean, I don't know if you saw this, uh, the, the, that interaction yep. between Jake Tapper and oh, Boris Johnson. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my God. That was my favorite. When Boris Johnson's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, American democracy's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and Jake Tapper's like, well, but aren't you worried about this, that, or the other? And he's like, no. <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> and congrats it's to just... Boris on his final CNN appearance, by the way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, he's, he's, he's radical. He's basically a proud boy now. <laughs> so, so, no, it's, it's just, look, this is the thing, Jimmy. I, I, Understand that your listeners, like so many listeners of things, have probably different opinions about abortion. But one thing I will I will just say here is I have faith in the American people deciding the abortion issue for themselves versus you know outsourcing it to nine people in robes, yep. particularly nine people in robes in 1973 mm-hmm. who were operating on 1973 science yes. and who thought that like a fetus couldn't feel pain. Mm-hmm. And and that's the kind of thing that just, you know, I mean, I don't know if you read the dissent, yep. but the dissent from from 
which is an amalgamation of, of Breyer, Sotomayor, and Kagan. And you could definitely tell, like, who's writing which portion. Yeah. Kagan uses a lot of parentheticals, and, like, it's very funny yeah. when she writes. Um, uh, Sotomayor is just a bore, yeah. and uh, and Breyer is just a stick in the mud. Like, it, it's, <laughs> you could tell. Um, but one of the things yeah. that you get from that is that Breyer really does believe that science hasn't changed about our understanding of the way that human life forms yeah. since 1973. Yeah. He thinks that it's basically stuck in amber. No, Bri- like, Breyer wrote his on a typewriter. I'm like, no, oh, we yeah, have internet yeah. now. It's, it's, just like, it's just like, <laughs> what the hell? I mean, do you still use dial-up? You know, like, <laughs> what is wrong with you? You know, we know this about the way that – have you not seen those GE commercials? Like, what is, what is wrong with you? And so from my perspective, look, we – we are going to look back on this moment, and I think Americans of the future are going to say, why was this so controversial? Mm-hmm. We understood that this is a human life. We have to wrestle with the consequences of that, yep. make a determination about the legal regime that we want, and then move forward. What was wrong with you? And the answer of people like me who will be, you know, uh, have all gray hair and, and hopefully still be around mm-hmm. will be, honestly, I, I can't give you an answer. People just, you know, adopted a lot of partisan perspectives that were not based on reality. Yep. And now we have the reality, and the reality is, this is a human life. We have to determine at which point we are going to protect it under law, and then we can move forward. And look, I, I'll tell you this: mm-hmm. I cannot thank the folks at Fox enough for uh, doing this documentary with me at Fox nation. They, you know, I pitched it right after the decision leaked. And I said, we had a unique opportunity to kind of anticipate what was coming down the pike. And they said, that's great. Do it in six weeks. And so we did it. (laughs) And uh, I hope everybody will check it out. It's got some great people in it, including Mary Elizabeth Coleman, who's the author of the Heartbeat Bill in, in Missouri, uh, Catherine Glenn Foster, the uh, president of AUL, who had an abortion when she was in college, mm-hmm. um, C- Charles Camosi, who's a pro-life Democrat and an ethicist at, at some of the you know a top-level uh, Catholic institutions in the country. It's got a variety of uh, perspectives, and it really does provide people a, a, a an understanding of why, after 1973, when Roe was decided. People just stood up and they decided this isn't okay. We're not willing to accept this as being the default. And that's what brought us to this point, and it's a good thing. Oh, I, I, I agree 100%, man. Uh, and, and I think, you know, it's funny, really quickly, Jessica Tarloff was on a little while ago. Uh, she would almost be considered a right-wing extremist if she was in elected office as a Democrat because she said she would sign right now. Uh, she prefers a federal protection, but she wants a federal protection capping abortion at 15 weeks. Now, in the party, they don't want that, though. They went from safe, legal, and rare no. to this is now just like something you order off Amazon. You can get, a, you know, you can get abortion prime now. And you know you what? Know- I, di- I, didn't, I didn't know that about Jessica. Yeah. That's that's very good to know. <laughs> yeah. No, she's a lot more reasonable. I mean, she's not opening anything on federal land. Well, I mean, that would make, basically make her unacceptable, though, to yeah. AOC and people like that. They would just they would just say, well, you're a pro-life extremist. She, no, she's a proud boy. Or, or proud, it's a proud oh, them. You have to call them a proud them now or a proud they. I'm not even sure you could say boy. But no, yeah, they, there yeah. is some reason out there. And I think that's the bigger point. And I think if everybody watches this documentary, they'll understand is that if we were having an informed discussion about abortion, 
Okay, I do believe it would survive as a practice in this country. There's no way it would make it beyond 15 weeks. And I think ultimately, if we had an honest conversation, it wouldn't survive beyond six. Um, I don't know know, where it's going to go, but if if democracy is going to play a role, and I think if science plays any role in that discussion, we're going to be looking at something, I think, more severe than Europe. You know, everybody keeps threatening, oh, we'll go to Europe. Europe's giving you 12 weeks, dude. So you're not picking up any time on the calendar. (laughs) Somebody ought to tell Billy Joe Armstrong, you know, yeah. you might want to postpone your tour. Uh, oops. <laughs> like, I mean, just come on. <laughs> That's the level of ignorance that we're dealing with. Look, I, I, I completely agree with you, but I would, I would just add, there is what the Democratic Party is about to go through mm-hmm. is going to be really interesting. Yeah. They're going to get their, they're going to get their butts kicked in November. Yep. They're going to have a huge wave election. For Republicans, Republicans will probably take the White House back in 2024, depending on how things play out. And then they're going to have this moment where they need to reevaluate how extreme are we really going to be on these issues that prevent people from voting for us. No, it's so true. I think at that point, at that point, there's going to be a need for them to find a new Bill Clinton or somebody like that Mm -hmm. who comes from a place where he's able to say, you know, Actually, we need to be tougher on crime. Yeah. Actually, we need to be able to consider the fiscal situation. Yep. And actually, we need to moderate on this issue of abortion mm-hmm. because if we don't, then we will not be a uh, we will not be part of this two party system anymore. And that, to me, is something that is a a very real possibility. And it gives me hope because it means that we're not going to continue to live in this ridiculous cultural sort where you are not allowed to believe that a life is a life. Yep. If you live, if you live and work within the Democratic Party. Amen. I agree 100 percent. Well, let's see how National Lampoon's abortion vacation does at the box office. <laughs> we'll, we'll circle back after we get those opening numbers. My wife compares me to Clark Griswold all the time, man. I don't know about you. But. <laughs> Let her know. Let her know. Gas up the family truckster. It should only cost you two hundred and ten dollars. We'll do it soon. Thanks, Ben. That's going to do it for the Fox Across America game ball. Have a wonderful 4th of July. If you get lonely, I will be on the air Monday with Tim Scott and Lincoln Fela. It's going to be a wild one. But either way, happy birthday, America. Happy weekend to you. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.